welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Welcome back to Wellness Your Way. We're here with episode 19, and I'm so glad you're here today. You know, the health world is a funny one, and there's always new information. Just as you got in the routine of taking your probiotic, you might have heard about prebiotics. Do you need one? Is it better than a probiotic? Should you get them from food? I'm going to answer all of that and more today, plus a mind-blowing new study that shows us how little we know about food. I'll recommend a product to keep you hydrated. I'll answer listener questions about working out too much, celery juice, and so much more. Let's dive in. It's time for health news you can use. And this one is especially appropriate because oftentimes clients will say something like, oh, I found this powder and it has as much vitamin C as two oranges. Or I heard that broccoli has more iron than zucchini, so is zucchini not as good? Or something like that, where they're isolating one nutrient and making a judgment about the food or food product because of that. And the answer that I try to give them is that it's so much more complicated than that. And if I make it more complicated, if I try to lay out all the differences, their head is spinning, and yet even I don't understand all the differences. It's Uh, It is a big undertaking to understand everything there is about food, and no human is there yet. Now, in my work with clients, I'm trying to make nutrition simple. So I might have said something like, oh, yeah, you're going to eat an orange. That's great in vitamin C, and vitamin C has all these benefits, something like that. But like I said, it's just not that simple. And what excites me personally behind the scenes about nutrition is that we're constantly learning. And nature, honestly, is a zillion years ahead of us. So when we try to isolate one specific nutrient to give a food the label of healthy or unhealthy or whatever, it's just not accurate. It's not fair. It's not true. So When I read this study, I felt validated for my opinion on this. The study or the report is called The Unmapped Chemical Complexity of Our Diet. It was published in the journal Nature Food in in January 2020, and it tries to express what I was saying, or it does express what I was trying to say, in actual numbers. So the report says that we currently use about 150 nutritional components like calories, fat, vitamin B12, whatever. We use these 150 to classify foods, which is kind of a lot. Even I, as a full-time board-certified holistic nutritionist, all this stuff, I certainly don't know 150 different properties of broccoli or whatever, Um, but... I haven't even scratched the tip of the iceberg. 
the report says there are actually, I haven't even scratched the surface. I guess you don't scratch the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Maybe you got a laugh out of that. If you did, that's okay. I'm laughing with you. Um, but the report shows us that there are actually about 26,000 distinct and definable biochemicals in food. Isn't that crazy? 26,000 different properties that make a natural whole food good for us, or in some cases, not as good for us. That is so much. And so what I want you to do about this is, of course, not to memorize all 26,000. I know I sure won't, even in the future. Uh, I'm sure as a society, we'll build more robust models. We'll learn more and more about all these things and how they interact. But for now, just trust nature. Nature produces the foods, the vegetables, the fruits, the eggs, the nuts, meat, beans, all these natural whole foods that are truly best for our bodies, even if we don't fully understand them. So no matter how healthy your bar or powder is, it's probably still less healthy than eating some broccoli or eating some cashews. So I encourage you to try to choose whole foods for the bulk of your diet. Don't worry, I'm not asking for perfection. I eat processed foods too. It's all about moderation and doing your best. But in general, trust nature and tend towards those whole foods. I will post the uh, link to the report in the show notes. Next up is Megan Recommends, and for the first time ever, I'm going to recommend something that I don't even own. Here's why. I personally have no problem drinking plenty of water. In fact, I probably drink twice as much water as is recommended on some days. I'm just a thirsty person, <laughs> but I know that many people do struggle with drinking water. And so today I'm going to recommend two bottles that I've recommended to clients lately that they're really liking and they're helping them out a lot. There's a low-tech version and there's a higher-tech version. The lower-tech version is by Zach Designs. It's $18 on Amazon. I'll post a link in the show notes to it. And this is a bottle or a tumbler that has colored bands that you push up or down to track how many glasses you've consumed. So the first time you empty the glass, let's say you push the red band down, and then the next time you push the orange band down, whatever, and you can tell very easily how many you've consumed throughout the day. So that's the low-tech version. The higher-tech version is the Hydrate bottle, H-I-D-R-A-T-E. Again, I'll post a link in the show notes for you to take you directly to this bottle. And this calculates your consumption based on the weight. So it's constantly like weighing the... Um, volume of liquid in your uh, in your bottle, and it connects via Bluetooth to an app on your phone and keeps a tally for you there. So if you want the higher tech, check out the Hydrate. If you want the lower tech, check out the Zach Designs. Whatever it is for you, try to come up with a method to be drinking plenty of water. It is so important for your energy, your digestion, your overall health, your nutrient absorption, just so, so, so much. So drink up and enjoy these bottles. It's time for the veggies of the matter. And as we dive into the new year, a lot of us are thinking about all the things we can do for our health. So I will always, if you know me, you'll know I'll always, always, always encourage you to start with the basics, like drinking more water. I just mentioned that. Going for walks, taking mental health breaks, 
gratitude, meditation, a morning routine, eat more vegetables, eat more whole foods, all of these kind of things are the most important. But if you already feel like you've gotten those mastered, a potential next step might be to consider which supplements could improve your daily health. And if you just Google which supplements should I take for health or something like that, I'm not sure what exactly you would Google, but almost always you're going to stumble across a recommendation for a probiotic. These are one of the most highly recommended supplements for good reason, but once you start looking at probiotics, then you get down a big rabbit hole. Which probiotics are the best? Do you need prebiotics? Should we get them from food? All of this kind of stuff. So in today's Veggies of, Veggies of the Matter, I'm going to talk about why probiotics and prebiotics are important, what the difference is, and how to get them. First of all, all of this is related to your gut. And gut health is incredibly important, not just for what we think of as gut health. So maybe if you don't have bloating, constipation, diarrhea, something like that, you still could have not ideal gut health. You still could have compromised gut health. And the um, benefits of improving your gut health are huge. So we call our gut, we use that term, um, and we're kind of referring to just all the digestive stuff, but I like to separate it into the actual tubing, like the intestine, small intestine, large intestine, stomach, esophagus, all of this kind of stuff, the the mechanisms, but also the stuff that lives inside the mechanisms. So yes, now you're probably like, ooh, stuff is living inside my tubing. That's what I'm saying. Stuff is living inside your tubing. In fact, we have 100 trillion bacteria in our bodies right now. 100 trillion. I cannot even fathom, contextualize that number. It's a lot. We have over a thousand strains of bacteria living in our body at all times. And they're really doing great work. They're helping us metabolize our food so that we absorb the nutrients that we're eating. No one wants to eat all their vegetables and not absorb them. Uh, They also help our immune system. 80% of our immune system is in our gut. They help us think more clearly. They improve our memory. They control a lot of our emotions, lots of our serotonin, which is one of the happy hormones, neurotransmitters, uh, lies in our gut and is produced throughout our gut. Um, they help balance our energy levels. They're doing a ton of great work in there. So all of these bacteria comprise the microbiome and all this important work they're doing is why gut health is important. So if we have a hundred trillion of them, why do they need help? There are a couple of things or there are many things that shift the balance of these 100 trillion. So a lot of these guys are the good army, what I like to think of as the good bacteria. They're fighting for us. They're doing all those functions that I just mentioned. They're really working to your benefit. But there are also some guys in the bad army. There are some negative bacteria that are not, um, that are detrimental to our health if they get into large quantities. 
And we actually don't want none of the bad bacteria. We want some competition in there um, to make things exciting and keep the good guys on their toes. But we certainly don't want the bad guys to get out of hand. We don't want the balance to shift in in favor of these bad guys. So what happens is sometimes the good guys, they get killed off by stress is the number one. Stress really changes the balance of your gut microbiome. I cannot stress this enough that stress depletes the good guys, the good bacteria in your microbiome. Uh, When we use antibiotics, they kill off a lot of the good and bad bacteria, um, but then the balance can shift. Things like pollution, toxins from cleaning products and beauty products and all this stuff, there are tons of things that can shift the balance. So when we take probiotics, a probiotic pill is actually a little pill full of living strains of bacteria. They're obviously all the good guys, the good bacteria, so they help you keep the balance, the appropriate balance in your gut. So when we do have stress or antibiotics or whatever, taking these probiotics can help get the balance back into check and help us absorb our nutrients, have more energy, strengthen our immune system, have better memory, have better emotions, all of these kind of stuff. So the probiotic pill is actually living bacteria that you're taking to shift the balance of the good guys and the bad guys in your gut. That's a probiotic. So what is a prebiotic? A prebiotic is the food for the probiotic. So a prebiotic is actually a specialized type of fiber, a plant fiber, that humans can't digest. But this is really good food for the good guys. All of these great bacteria, the good army that we've been talking about, the prebiotic is the food for those bacteria. So in a way, the prebiotics are feeding the probiotics, meaning if you take probiotics and you have the food also of the prebiotics, they're going to eat The good bacteria are going to eat and get stronger and do their job better. When we have enough prebiotics, the probiotics can work much more efficiently. So should we get the, they're both good, should we get them from food or from supplements? And the answer is always it depends. Everything about health, the answer is it depends. But in general, I recommend taking a probiotic supplement and getting prebiotics from food. And here is why. We can get probiotics from food. Even though I'm recommending a supplement, there are probiotic-rich foods like kefir, kombucha, yogurt, sauerkraut, kimchi. All of these are great sources of probiotics. They're fermented foods. There are living bacteria in there. But you've got to be very consistent and eat a lot of this. I'll link to a blog post that I wrote about this topic, which cites a study that says one cup of kimchi. Kimchi, if you've ever had it, kimchi has a very distinct taste. Usually we use a little bit, a few tablespoons as a garnish to another food. Very few people just sit there and eat a cup of kimchi straight, but that's the amount that you would need to get adequate daily intake of probiotics for most people. So if you're going to eat a cup of kimchi every single day, then by all means, do it. Don't need to take a supplement. You're good. Um, With something like yogurt, it's not a cup. You'd need to eat multiple cups of yogurt per day. Um, Sauerkraut, more like kimchi. So it really just depends on the food, but you've got to be eating this stuff consistently and in large quantities. I love sauerkraut. 
I do, but I probably only eat it a few days per month. That's not going to cut it for my gut health. So I take a probiotic supplement and I will talk about how I choose a probiotic supplement and then I'll link in the show notes to a few I recommend. But for prebiotics, they're generally easier to find in a normal diet. Prebiotics are in some amount in every single vegetable and they're available in super high concentration in a few vegetables, which I'll mention in a second. But because I am always eating vegetables, I'm a big proponent of high vegetable intake, I find that most people who are eating a healthy diet are covered with prebiotics. There's no need for additional prebiotic supplementation. Plus, when we eat prebiotics from food, we have less risk of digestive distress. Because it is a fiber, if we take in the prebiotic supplement without adequate water, a lot of people will get bloating, gassiness, cramping, so much more. That doesn't happen when we consume the prebiotics from vegetables because they're packaged with the water content to avoid this issue. Um, So in general, probiotic supplement, prebiotics from vegetables. When you're getting a probiotic supplement, a couple things to look for. I think about 5 billion CFU, colony-forming units, is the unit of measure for probiotics. For most people, is a good place to start, 5 billion CFU. Um, If you have very sensitive digestion, start smaller with one CFU or so. And if you have severe gut healing that needs to happen, I'll often recommend to clients 10 billion, even up to 100 billion, depending on the person. Um, In addition to the CFU, it's also important to get a variety of strains. Like I mentioned, we have a thousand strains. So we want, when we look at the ingredients, we want to see a lot. We want to see lactobacillus acidophilus and bifidobacterium bifidum. A lot of these like funky words, they're always in italics. We want to see several strains on there. Um, And then finally, just like with all supplements, it's important to buy vetted brands. So anything I recommend, I will have vetted the brand. If you don't get something from my recommendations, then just make sure it's a good brand. So I will post a link in the show notes to an online dispensary I use called Fullscript. You can access my recommendation at a discount there for the Vital 10 probiotic. This comes down to about 20 cents per day with my discount. Or if you prefer Amazon, I'll post a link to a Garden of Life probiotic, which is also great. That comes down to about 30 cents per day. Uh, Lastly is prebiotic-rich foods. So I mentioned almost all vegetables have them. If you're getting about 25, 30 grams or more of fiber per day from whole foods, you likely are covered. But if you really want to hit the prebiotic-rich foods hard, everyone recommends Jerusalem artichoke. To be honest, I've never had that. I don't even know what it is, to be honest. But that's just like the prebiotic food that is like the top recommendation by everyone. So I'll throw it in there. I like to think of prebiotic-rich foods as garlic and onions and leeks and jicama. You'll see I almost always have jicama when I have my veggie packs. That's why it's a great prebiotic food. Asparagus, those underripe greener bananas, apple skins, dandelion greens, radishes, all of these are great in prebiotics. So I hope that helps you clarify the difference between prebiotics and probiotics. I hope you will get yourself a probiotic supplement and enjoy some of those prebiotic-rich foods. Last segment of the day is listener Q&A, and we have two great ones as usual. I will always post a question box on Tuesday mornings on Instagram at the Lion Share if you would like to get your question answered. Come visit me over there. I'd love to have a chat. 
and see if I select your question for the next podcast. First question for today is from Kelly. She asks, is there an amount of working out that is too much? And Kelly, you know, I always like to say it depends. Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no, but the answer definitively is yes here. There is such a thing as working out too much and take it from me, someone who loves working out. I have definitely crossed that bridge too many times and it's not a good bridge to cross. When we do work out too much one time, no big deal. Our bodies are really resilient. Sometimes if we work out really, really, really too much, we could encounter something called rhabdomyolysis, which is um, extreme muscle breakdown that causes a a bit of acute kidney failure, um, and and then less acute, but over the long term, working out too much can lead to burnout. And I'll post a blog post on my experience with burnout in the show notes. So basically, the answer is yes. It you absolutely can work out too much. And how much is too much? There we go. That gets the it depends answer. That depends on the person. Some of the factors in play are how long you've been training. Uh, Dean Carnazes is, if you've ever, if you're a runner, you might have heard of him. He ran 50 marathons in 50 states in 50 days and a bunch of other feats like that. He's a super accomplished ultra runner. He could probably run a marathon easily today or tomorrow. While for others of us, that would pop us straight into overtraining, just one day of running a marathon because we haven't trained for it. So how long you've been training definitely factors into how much working out is too much for you. The next one is big. The other stress in your life determines how much working out you can handle. So this is physical stress, like dealing with an illness, staring at a computer all day, um, doing heavy lifting at work, dealing with a condition that makes you fatigued, all of that kind of stuff, physical stress, but also emotional stress. This all adds up into the same bucket. Your body treats emotional stress and physical stress and um, uh, environmental stress, all of these stressors, it treats it in the same bucket, in the same load. And you have a set capacity for the total amount of stress from all of those sources. So if you are incredibly emotionally stressed and physically stressed dealing with an illness, something like that, your body just cannot handle more stress from exercise. This all adds up. It taxes your adrenals, which can tip you into overtraining or burnout, which is talked about in that post that I'll link in the show notes. Other factors like if you're intaking enough food, if you're adequately fueled, how your genetics are working for you or against you, all of those kind of things will factor into what is too much for you. How would you know? Basically, if you're constantly sore, lethargic, if working out feels like a drain on your enjoyment in life, if you're dreading the workout, if it's just like a drag instead of an upper, um, when you don't feel better after a workout, if you've traditionally been a person who enjoys workouts and feels better after, and now all of a sudden you don't feel better after, you might feel worse after, that's a good sign of overtraining. Basically, listen to your gut. Honestly, we very often know the answer, but we are good at ignoring it. So if you feel like you're overtraining, take a listen to your body, pay attention to its signals. It is so much better to take a few days, weeks, even months off if you need it now, than get yourself into serious issues later. Thank you for the question, Kelly. Second question, Jenny, any thoughts on celery juice? So Jenny, short answer is anything that gets vegetables in people is great by me. 
So when the celery juice trend came up, part of me is like rolling my eyes and I kind of felt the same way I did as kale. I don't know if you've ever seen some of those funny graphics that show the increase in um, sale and demand for kale in grocery stores several years ago. I don't know if that was 10 years ago or what. The demand for kale just skyrocketed. Everyone thought they would live a million years if they just ate kale once a week. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not really it. Going back to the beginning, the health news you can use, there are so many other factors um, at play here. But if people are eating kale, if people are drinking celery juice, I am here for it. So even though part of me is rolling my eyes, in all honesty, I'm just happy that people are consuming more vegetables. Um, That said, when the trend came out, I did not start juicing celery, buy celery juice in a bottle, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, because of what I'm about to say. I have read, obviously the medical medium is the person who uh, populated the or, or made the celery juice concept popular. I've read that. I've read other things on celery juice. I've, I've read the, quote, benefits. And I've talked to people who say they feel better on celery juice. But honestly, 95% of these cases, I honestly believe they just feel better because their body actually needed nutrients. They would have also felt better if they ate a bell pepper or if they ate celery stalks instead of celery juice or they had a salad instead of their fries or whatever. Like getting more nutrients in people makes them feel better. I have seen it in thousands of one-to-one client cases. People literally say, oh my gosh, I feel so much better just after eating vegetables. And I'm like, yes, yes, I know. But sometimes we don't believe it until we really feel it for ourselves. So most of the uh, time when people feel better, I think they just needed nutrients. There are some great detoxification uh, properties of celery, but those are also abundant in many, many, many other vegetables. Um, there are some people, I just feel the need to note, like Allie Miller RD did a, a very popular IGTV on how celery juice is going to kill you. Honestly, you know, I am just not that. Um, uh, flashy is the word that comes to mind. Uh, she gives great information. So certainly not bashing on her. I get a lot of great information from her, but I just don't, um, believe in, in being so one-sided on something. I do not think celery juice is going to kill you. I think in moderation, it's just fine. And it is better than getting no nutrients at all for sure, but it's not a magic bullet. So if you like celery juice, if it makes you feel good, go ahead, drink your celery juice, all good. Otherwise, don't feel like you need to hop on the bandwagon. As long as you're getting in your vegetables in some form, you are covered. Thanks again, Jenny, for that question. And I look forward to answering all of your questions in future episodes. It's time for you to take action. Here's your call to action for the week. Check your gut health. Are you consuming enough probiotic-rich foods, kimchi, sauerkraut, yogurt, kefir, uh, all of those kind of fermented foods? If not, go ahead and check out the show notes to see my recommendations for a probiotic supplement. Then check yourself, are you getting enough prebiotic-rich foods, vegetables, fruits, uh, garlic, onions, leeks, jicama, all of those kinds of things? If not... Uh, eat some more of them. The food is the best way to intake your prebiotics. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. I can't wait to be back in your earbuds next week, and I hope you have a great one.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.